Episode 132 with a load of couch. Who's crying over beer? Jedis and Porgs? Settlers of Catan? And some Spielberg show. Pay to win via the dark side. Maybe a question or two from listeners and beer. Which plant seed should this bullet poop? Ferns. Ferns. The manhood flying out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Reach in at your own risk. This This is The Loaded Couch. All right, and we're back. Episode 132 of The Loaded Couch. I'm Scott Chound. And I'm Celtic Fox. And we're still a man light. We couldn't talk Pigeon Peg like into getting back, could we? Uh, it's the only two that matters, though. So, <laughs> nice. All right, what are you drinking for the night? Or what are you getting started right. with, I should say? So I don't know if you've had this. I've been eyeing this one up for many months at the local beer store, and I actually got it from my, I guess I'll call it my sister-in-law, uh, for my birthday. I'm drinking Dragon's Milk. It's uh, a bourbon barrel-aged stout, and it's from New Holland Brewing, and they're in uh, Holland, Holland, Michigan. Uh, color obviously is like very dark and it's 11 percent alcohol Ooh! and i checked it in on untapped and almost gave it a five uh, i gave it 4.75 this thing is melting in my mouth i highly recommend you drink this uh the description on the bottle says rich roasty and creamy with heavy notes of vanilla and just enough familiar warmth from the oak barrels so yeah, I, this is really good, man. It's really smooth, and at 11% could be very bad for somebody that has a six-pack. Hmm. Yeah, especially, yeah. <laughs> that, I hate when that happens. Uh, myself, I'm drinking the Sidecar uh, from Sierra Nevada Brewing. It's an orange pale ale, uh, meaning it says it's brewed, uh, ale brewed with orange peel, sorry, yeah, ale brewed with orange peel with natural flavoring, flavors added so you know what that means right mm-hmm. <laughs> how do we know what that means uh dogfish head tour yeah exactly all right they're out of uh chico california golden orange color and 5.3 percent alcohol we should just call it tito's additives they <laughs> exactly <laughs> holy crap so right. when i question when they say sidecar are they talking about little car on a motorcycle or on a train I don't know. That's it's a good question because I mean, on the um, the label, it's just an orange, uh, like a half an orange, sitting in between some or sitting in the middle of some hops. It looks like. Mm-hmm. They lost the marketing chance on that one. You know. All right, yeah, I'll have to read the back and then I'll let you know. Forgotten beer news. All right, uh, Dallas Brewery creates Eagles Eagle Tears beer in response to Dallas Sucks Ale. Ah, so, yeah, is this cool? Well. Is this a Dallas brewery or is this Weyerbacher? Well, yeah. So I got this story from Philly.com. Uh, this, the person who wrote it was David uh, Gam uh, Bacorda. And he goes on some like really nasty rants being out of Philly or being a PA guy. Anyway, he says, uh, after Weyerbacher Brewing in Easton, PA released its Dallas Sucks Beer, uh, a brewery in Dallas, a Noble Ray Brewing Company, announced Tuesday. I don't know if it was a long time ago Tuesday. I didn't actually look at the date. I'll have to check that out. Uh, said it was creating an Eagle Tears beer to uh, come okay, out in I early November. Touché. Yep. <laughs> uh, so when, um, so I guess they went on to say when they heard or when we heard some guys from PA made a beer called Dallas Sucks, we did what we do best: make better beer with a better name and a way better design. 
<laughs> so that's what they, that's what Noble Ray said on his Facebook page. <laughs> All right, so we got to we got to get our our pigeon to try the Eagle Tears, and uh, we're gonna have to track down some Dallas sucks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, this is from October 11th, so it is kind of uh, it's it's recent. So they said um, the the um, Eagle Tears is coming out at the beginning of no- or early November. So we'll have to tell him about it, see if he can find it, and then uh, we're gonna have to go to Wirebacher and see what's going on with this uh, this Philly uh, this uh, Dallas sucks beer. Yeah. We'll have to get in touch with Marty, see if he can get us. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's right. All right, did you watch anything good uh, movie wise this past week? Did we actually rented uh, King Arthur? Uh, my wife's actually been begging for probably the last two months to rent it. So we finally watched it. Um, is it just because of the main actor? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Especially <laughs> she sees him with his shirt off in the trailer. So uh, okay, um, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. I don't know if you're familiar with any of his other ones, um, but it actually was pretty decent. Uh, it was definitely, you know, King Arthur, very mythical, mm-hmm. more so than, you know, more so than just your typical Merlin type of stuff. But this was like kind of had a little. All right, so here's the deal. So we were watching it, and we get towards half the halfway point, more towards the end. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but my son and I both look at each other, and we're like, this is exactly like a video game. <laughs> and we're like, this is exactly like Shadow of Mordor <laughs> that you know I'm currently playing. Okay. Um, so a lot of the, the fight scenes and the action sequences, especially uh, Arthur's ability with Excalibur. Okay. Uh, it, it, it feels very much like a video game, um, in a good way. Yeah. The story was pretty cool. The, the acting was decent. Uh, I, I'd put it right up there with, um, you know, like that Assassin's Creed movie that me and Pigeon keep, you know, telling you to check out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was pretty decent quality. Nothing, you know, obviously not going to win the Oscar. Is there magic and stuff in it or is it just pretty much? Yes. Oh, there is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I won't get into any spoilers. Like I said, it's it might it may be really close to Netflix soon. That's kind of what I was holding out for, but I finally caved and rented it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, if it does come to Netflix, this and the Assassin's Creed, I, I highly suggest you check both of them out. Okay. Uh, myself, we uh, my sister in law had come up. We kind of had a um, early Halloween kind of getting in the mood of fall and stuff. Even though the weather is crazy right now, like eighty five degrees and stuff for October. Yes. Um, but we started watching some, I guess, semi-horror movies. Uh, so mm-hmm. we watched uh, The Babadook. The Dildo? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's, um... for, the, for the listeners, there was an episode where they made a, a toy uh, molded after The Babadook. <laughs> uh, maybe we should call it The Babadook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so that was actually pretty good. I don't know. Have you, have you seen it? I have not seen it. I'll check it out. Um if you, if you tell me it's I, I thought it was uh New Zealand but it might have been Australia I'm not sure but they definitely okay. had that um accent going on but um yeah it was uh it was it was it was decent I mean for what it was and I mean it wasn't I don't think the gory scary at all Yeah well your your wife actually reached out on Twitter and was asking for or Facebook was asking for some recommendations and I gave I put uh it follows Mm-hmm. and don't breathe which i think both would be awesome like because she said she didn't want anything like over the top gory so right uh both of those i think pretty much have like not much gore at all it's okay. just more of those like 
thriller kind of suspense. Thriller, film. suspense, and a, a couple like jump scares here and there. Okay, yeah, that's kind of exactly like the Babadook. And uh, we also watched The Conjuring as well. Okay. Uh, again, both of them were, um, you know, a bunch of jump scares. Uh, the Conjuring is kind of uh, a um, demon possesses a house. That's based off a true story, right? Yeah, in, in England, I think. They had, like, historic pictures of the family and all that. It was um, uh, kind of, I guess, the family that was affected by this uh, demon possession and stuff. So um, okay. that one was it was decent, too. Uh, it was interesting. I can't remember who the, the two... Now, question for you, dude. Is your son like into the scary stuff at all? Did, did he watch any of these? Or no, we just watched it after he went to bed. Yeah, so my son can't handle anything like that. I mean, his imagination, as as tough as he appears on the outside, he um, I played the trailer for, I think it's called Lights Out. Okay. And they, they turn the light switch off, and there's like a, you know, silhouette of this scary, grungy girl, kind of like the ring. Mm-hmm. And when you turn the light switch back on, she's gone. Okay. Well, like I literally made it to that point in the trailer, and he had his eyes covered, screaming, saying, "Turn, turn it <laughs> off." So, yeah, Jonas, we watched. Um, we went and saw uh, Goosebumps. I think last fall for Halloween. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Jack Black, and um, yeah. he got completely freaked out by Slappy, the um, the the, uh, the mannequin or the doll. Okay. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> that was the scariest thing to him for some reason. I don't know why, but he <laughs> even still, I'm like, dude. We'll see, like, something's like, no, just skip it, just skip it, don't even stop on, oh, you're just being a jerk now. Yeah, it's I think I have thing. an old Charlie McCarthy doll, if you want to borrow <laughs> it. <laughs> Freak him out. <laughs> All right, uh, movie news. Uh, the Sellers of Catan movie adaptation is in the works at Sony. Nice, nice. Uh, Brick or wood, or maybe sheep? Mm. I, I always wanted to make a shirt that said uh, wood for sheep, that had a little guy holding a big log right. down in his crop. With a you know with a sheep looking back scared. Oh, <laughs> that was like one of the common trades, you know. I'll give you wood for sheep, but uh... oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm. This sounds pretty. Well, it sounds cool, but I'm curious how this can really develop into something. I mean, I'll let you read some of the headlines no, really, there. Before but... you get into that, I got a small joke or a quick joke for you. You know why Scotsmen okay. wear kilts, right? I think I may have heard this, but I forgot what, why. Sheep are scared away by the sound of a zipper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so a variety of online reports. Um, Sony Pictures is in negotiations to acquire the rights to adapt, uh, adapt Catan. Huh? Yeah, Catan. Uh, yeah, the, um, the influential board game, also known as uh, the Settlers of Catan into a film now you worked on this uh adapt or adapting it into a video game from the board yeah right? yeah um so the listeners might obviously aren't aware i did work on this game i actually worked for a company called big huge games and i worked on Catan for the xbox 360 um i was one of the qa testers on it my name's in the credits and all that stuff um yeah it's it's a really cool game i I've been meaning to pick up the board game itself, actually, so we could get a little, a little maybe you know two on well four person. I think there's a expansion deck you got to buy to get the six to eight player. Okay, um, but we definitely should have a board game night with this game. It's really really cool. Mm. All right, so uh, Gail Katz, who um, or whose credits include Pawn Sacrifice, Pawn Sacrifice, The Perfect Storm, and Air Force One, will produce uh, I guess the movie. 
uh, Variety first uh, reported in 2015 uh, that she had acquired the rights. Hmm. So Dan Lin, who credits include It and the Lego Movie, and Jonathan uh, Erich uh, will join the producing team. Um, and then Blase Hemingway uh, will write the screenplay. Well, it's doing really good. So, I mean, um, I'm the curious to see how it's going to, because I mean, it is kind of, um, it's, it's not exactly a capture kind of like a risk, right? No. Well, so that's, what's interesting about it. I mean, there's all kinds of strategies around it. You know, you obviously, you want to, you want to build your cities or you want to, control you know the different zones you right. want to see who has the longest road largest army stuff like that um i don't i mean i don't get how this adapts into a movie differently than any other like kind of settler era you know revolting city with armies attacking type of thing like hmm. i know they're looking to you know further down in the notes they're looking into trying to like speed this up and launch it into a franchise, but right. I mean, maybe they maybe they're writing script for like, you know, a three part, you know, three movies, a trilogy or something, and they're gonna like link the characters. I don't know. I just think like this is like in the ballpark of doing like Les Miserables or something like that. So I don't really see how it equates into a film. Mm. Okay. All right. So uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi trailer dropped during Monday Night Football halftime. Yeah, it did. I didn't even watch football. And I so think a it, lot of people. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So were they doing this trying to drive people to watch football, or was that the biggest yeah, it was audience like they a part- to? I think it was a partnership with the NFL or something to like, because there was actual stormtroopers on the field. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had one in with the uh, the announcer, too, up at the um, the sound booth or whatever. Yeah, yes. Uh, again, I didn't watch the game. I was just pretty much refreshing Reddit and YouTube, waiting for the trailer to hit. Right. Um, so what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it looked really, really good. Um, so from what you saw, did you, was there anything of a surprise? Um, so no spoilers. Cause I know some people don't even want to watch it cause they think it's spoiler. Um, I think there's a lot of misdirection. I think they purposely edit or cut that trailer to, you know, trick you into things. Right. Um, did you get that feeling? I mean, they, they showed some things that uh, you were kind of like, oh, you know, are they going to go that route now? And the whole thing with Kylo Ren and showing Carrie Fisher's face and, you know, Princess Leia and the battle cruiser. Uh, I mean, I, I could tell they were purposely trying to paint a picture or a moment, but I don't think it's going to go that way. Right. In the actual film. And yeah, same yeah. with the with the whole Ray and Luke scenes, I don't know if those are going to play out the way they were trying to, to portray it. I mean, I, I think we're in for a lot of twists and surprises in this one. Okay. Now, and, um, I, and I love the pork. Well, I was going to just say, uh, are they looking to replace Chewie with something a little bit smaller and cuter? Nah, I think, I think the pork is, he's the, he's the money maker. He's the, the marketing material for all the little kids. The toy sales, the plushie the sales. Toys, the toy sales and the plushies, they get a porg. And okay. also up there with that little, um, that crystalline fox. Did you notice that thing? No. So there, there's a scene. It looks almost like a, like a snow scene, maybe like Hoth. And there's fox 
or some kind of dog animal that looks like it's made out of all crystals. Um, a lot of people think that. That kind of sounds familiar, but I, I'm, I'm having a hard time picturing it. Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about that as well as the Porg. So, hmm. uh, One last thing. Are, are we completely moving away from R2-D2 and C-3PO now? Seems like no. BB-8 and all the newer um, droids are kind of... We'll I think the they'll be back, background characters like they were in the other. I think it's it's definitely all about BB-8. Right, okay. All right. Uh, what'd you watch this past week in TV? Uh, we finished up Riverdale. Uh, I don't... I know you and Whiskers were watching it. I don't know if you finished it, but we uh, yeah, we, we binge we binge through, finished it, and uh, the wife is actually in the other room watching season two premiere tonight. So <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Watch yeah, so some you guys of are it. Interested. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty decent. Uh, like I said, I I kind of linked and likened uh, Life is Strange to that. Okay. Where I was telling you if you if you get a chance, play it because it reminds me a lot of uh, like a Riverdale type yep. of mystery. So. Uh, myself, I watched uh, some Modern Family, uh, Monday Night Football. Well, actually, I, yeah, I watched a little bit of Sunday Night too, but Monday Night Football. Uh, that's about it. Modern Family is it's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, we like picking that up once in a while. Yeah, so. Jonas even uh, like he'll he'll be in the room sometimes, and you know some of the stuff kind of goes over his head, but he'll start laughing at some things. And I'm just like, okay, he did catch on to that. that that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, he's yeah, yeah. he's there. Evan with it. likes Evan loves watching it too, and what's her name? Sofia Vergara is hysterical in that. <laughs> yeah, the whole accent and the over-the-top like naiveness is just funny. Yeah, yeah. All right, Apple will reboot Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories as part of its move into original TV content. So I, I guess Apple made comments about um, or to Hollywood earlier this year that it was uh, serious about TV again. And I guess they're making it kind of known now, uh, again, and, um, announcing that they're willing to spend uh, around a billion dollars or more uh, on its own shows. Mm. Uh, now it's saying, um, one more time, with that billion dollar uh, claim, that it's getting into business with Steven Spielberg and his show, uh, The Amazing Stories, that ran in the 80s. Uh, but they're going to have to work out a deal with NBC to be able to do so, to the best of my This mind. was... Um... This was probably up there in top three, my favorite shows when I was a child. See, I absolutely, absolutely loved the Amazing Stories uh, little series. So now I'm wondering, it's going to be, I'm assuming they're going to incorporate this somehow into like an iTunes or like that, um, what's that Apple TV? Uh, yeah, it'll just be part of their Apple TV. Maybe it's like, um, maybe their shows you know, shows, movies, or something exclusive to Apple TV, kind of like, imagine if Netflix had their own hardware, and right. you had to buy, like, or like the Amazon Fire Stick, you know, like, say, you could only get that stuff through that device. I mean, I don't know, maybe Apple's going to offer some way to watch their stuff on, like, online, but I think they're going to use this to leverage their Apple TV, because they were really big on their last Apple event, pushing the 4K stuff. Right. No, I'm, yeah, I'm this curious because, uh, you know, if they don't, because that's, yeah, that's a big thing. Like we were kind of even talking about it last week with Apple kind of always producing their hardware where Microsoft kind of produces the software only and then lets the money makers or the people who make the hardware just kind of absorb yeah, that cost. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm wondering it's, if they do this, they're going to have to do because I like hope a monthly... it doesn't take off like Netflix because I really don't want to buy another device and pay another monthly fee. Well, see, that's what I'm hoping that they maybe just go with if you have iTunes, 
you can stream it to your TV or something like that from your computer. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, while we're on this topic real quick, too, I'm pissed because I really want to watch that new Star Trek. And it is on a it's on a pay service that CBS all access. You have to. It's like a Netflix type of thing. Crap. Well, maybe we'll get lucky and uh, Amazon will work some deal with them. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. All right. Beer thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like I said, 4.75 out of 5. Um, it's om- almost flawless. This thing is uh, lethal and good. All right. Um, beer pair, or yeah, sorry, food pairing. They actually tell you on the back of the bottle, but we actually had this tonight. I made a sirloin steak in the cast iron. Mm-hmm. Cooked, you know, nicely medium. Uh, that would go perfect with this beer. They they claim the pairings are red meat, smoked foods, balsamic, rich cheese, and dark chocolate. Okay. Uh, mine, it's a yay. Um, now, regular Sierra Nevada's pale ale, I'm not completely sold on. I know I like that's kind of like mean, the it's, atypical it's okay. pale ale. Yeah, it's pretty like run-of-the-mill. Right. Um, but this one, it's it's good I, it, the orange isn't overwhelming at all which is i'm, ha- I'm happy about because i always get nervous about that because i'm not much for a fruity kind of beer flavor and i know pigeon is and well the, cit- the citrus it, i'm like getting a little tired of all the citrus stuff right and, but i know that with the pale ales the citrus also i don't know how it does it but it seems like it kind of cuts a little bit of the bitey uh mm. f- you know flavor from the hops and stuff um yeah, but this one, that's good. It's uh, I don't know if I'd get it regularly, but I would definitely buy it again. So yeah, uh, if you get a chance, check out the sidecar. All right, uh, let's get another beer, and we'll be back. we will be back with Let's Talk Games. Hey, if you want to email us at thelotocouch at gmail.com or tweet us at thelotocouch, maybe we'll send something in return. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. All right, we're back with Let's. Let's talk. Talk. Games. Games. <laughs> and before we get into games, what are you drinking, Kelk? I'm still drinking the last 25% of my dragon's milk. I kind of had to tap the brakes a little on the last segment because <laughs> I realized I was drinking it way too fast. Um, yeah, it's dragon's milk from New Holland Brewing. It's their bourbon barrel aged stout, and they're out of Holland, Michigan. It's 11% alcohol. And... Uh, I've moved on to another Sierra Nevada brewing beer. I've got the. Would you get a sample pack? (laughs) Yeah, uh, Whiskers did. She got a twelve pack for the weekend. Uh, Drank a bunch of them already. Uh, Her sister, herself, and myself. We finished off a bunch. So all I have left is now the uh, the orange and the regular pale ale. Okay. So uh, same thing, pale ale, um, out of Chico, California, five point five percent alcohol. So now I can give a true tasting of the pale ale and tell you what I think. Nice. All right, games. What did you play this past week? Or what did we right, play together? So, yeah, so I see you got four listed here. I'm going to list my four. Okay. Uh, shout out. Tell me if you want to know anything about them. I know I've talked about most of them already. I played Life is Strange. Uh, I bought the complete edition. It's episodes one through five. Okay. So I, I think I picked it up on a sale a while ago, and it was it was on sale this week. I kind of was telling you guys. I think it was like now, five when you guys bucks. Say, uh, or when you say uh, episode one through five, how long are each episode? Alright, so I think I think I gotta be at the end of episode two. Um, oh my god, I played so much stuff this week for once. I would say 
if you sit down and just grind away answering the questions, choose your own adventure, you're probably looking about two to three hours per episode. Okay. Um, it, it really just all depends like how quick you move around and search things because it is a, I don't want to say it's kind of like telltales mm-hmm. games. Um, you get to control, uh, max move her around, stuff like that. Um, check out some things in the, the dorm rooms and around the environment and things like that. And then you talk with people and interact and answer the questions. But I, I would say two to three hours. Okay. Uh, I also played Cuphead, which I think like all of us in the the loaded couch and the Flans Flans brothers. I, I know we we're trying to sell Doom on it. <laughs> um, Cuphead, I got. I'm on Isle One, I guess the first island area, and I beat I beat my second boss today. Might have been my second or my third, and I've done the one gun uh, running gun, and I'm now on the airplanes with the the what do you call her the little wicked witch or the betty boop in the sky oh yeah yeah okay she like transforms into the different uh constellation yeah different clouds from the constellation characters or gods i should say um the game is awesome it's so good it's it's funny because remember volgar the viking i mean yes i, pl- I the played that. that we always complained about yeah, I played that game for maybe 15, 20 minutes, rage rage quit, and never went back to it. This one, it's difficult as all hell, but I keep going back to it because it feels so good once you beat it. Or, or you know, or beat one of the, the missions or the, the bosses. Um, and I love the music. I love the artwork. I love the music. I think Studio MDHR hit a home run with this one. Yeah, the uh, whole game, just the way it's put together. Even my son, he's like, dude, I love the music. Yeah. Dude, they're... Uh, so one of the websites, I think it's... It might have been that I Am 8-Bit, or one of the one of the sites that sells, like, apparel and, and stuff, collectibles. They had a limited edition four-disc vinyl set that had the custom, you know, the nice artwork on the cover, and you open it up, and it's got the four sleeves. They had the four LPs, the record. They wanted $100 for it. Oh, dang. Yeah, I, I couldn't pull the trigger, but that was that's one I may try to track down later on in four life. Four records, you uh, said? Four records. It's got all that swing jazz, the whole soundtrack, Is everything. Is a book? I don't, I don't know if there's a book in it or not, but... Hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to justify 100 bucks for then. Yeah, but it's it probably sounds so nice on an LP. Oh, you know, sure. But yeah, like I said, I'll track that one down. I also played Shadow of Mordor. Again, translates very much into King Arthur that we watched this week. Okay. Um, I, I I know you and I talked about it. We were talking about maybe starting it at the same time, and I kind of just took off without you. But man, you got to play this game. I, I was kind of playing it, prepping myself, thinking I was going to maybe pick up Shadow of War, mm-hmm. the new one. Yeah. Um. I'm obviously not progressing fast enough, but it, it's really good. It's it reminds me a lot of the fighting I played in Rise on a Rome, but everybody says it it plays a lot like the Batman games. Yeah, yeah. So, which I do also have Batman, Arkham, Arkham whatever the newest one is, Arkham, Arkham City, Knight? Arkham Knight. 
uh, I picked that one up like 10 bucks or 12 bucks on sale. I don't think I even told you guys, but I got that one sitting in the backlog also. Um, Just going to give you a heads up. And I was, it's funny because my neighbor let me borrow it for the PlayStation. And he's like, you can have it for a while. Is it go ahead and hold on to it? And I've had it for a long time and I haven't gone back to it much. Uh, I was a little bit, um, I, I played two of the older ones and it was a lot of flying around and searching with like uh you know his glide ability and uh using the grapple hook to kind of pull you around almost like a just cause Um, a lot of verticality in it yeah right this one it's a lot of the batmobile which is kind of like a four-wheel all all wheel steering uh tank Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of that and it's kind of surprising um not what did you think what did you think of the combat system though like the hand-to-hand fighting it's good. It is. It's better than the um the older. It's you know a little bit more fluid, I guess, than the older ones. Um, yeah. So prepare yourself. That's what Shadow of Mordor is like. Okay. All right. Lots of, lots of quick attack and slash with the 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 parry button. The right. Y for deflect is very very reactive, which is good because I'm used to in Rise. Sometimes I would hit that block button, and I swear it just would not work. Mm. Uh, in Shadow of Mordor, it's really good. And I heard it got a lot better even in Shadow of War. Okay. The final game was uh, Fortnite uh, Battle Royale. Uh, I know I talk about it all the time, but you finally hopped in and we got to play some Battle Royale mode. And yes, I'll hand did. it off to you there. So tell me, what'd you think? <laughs> it was good. It was. It really was. Uh, frustrating. Um, but, you know, that that's a good thing, too. Kind of like you said with Cuphead, uh, which I also played. Um, it has that. You want to play it again because you want to be better the next yeah. time. Ulcer producing, kind of, yeah. Especially when, <laughs> like, if if you died and I'm I'm left, one, I have you in my ear, telling me, okay, careful, care. Oh wait, no, oh, is that a guy in the corner? I'm just like, I'm already nervous to start with, and then with you adding to it, it's like even worse. I'm just like, holy shit, I'm like extra stressed out now. So yeah, I could say ulcer inducing when you're playing in a group like that, and you got your group depending on you doing better. Yeah. Um. Also, there was like the learning curve of me this being my first time playing uh, the game as a whole and jumping right into it. Um, pretty, pretty easy to pick up and learn, though, right? I mean, not the yeah. learning curve is not too bad. There were some mistakes, uh, you know, like I, I um, you're like jumping oh, I out hear of the a... bus too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thinking I'm going to mark the map because the map's up, and there's no button controlled uh, things to show like what to do and how to like d- interact with the map at all. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll just hit A, and no, A jumps me out of the bus, even though the map's up. I'm like, what the? And you're like, um, where did you go? <laughs> Damn it! I'm and, like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the other one was, you're like, oh, I hear a chest, and it's gonna be upstairs. I'm like, all right, I'll just break the floor. And then as I'm like, junk, junk, you're like, no, don't break the floor. And then the floor breaks, and the chest disappears. I'm like, oh, great, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a lot of that stuff has to do with the. The factor of it's free to play and it's still in beta and, you know, obviously they're adding patches and updates like every week for it. Right. But I think like overall, though, I it's really polished, even though it has the frame rate issues, it's still really polished and the the play style and the like the fun factor is there. Yeah, I was a little it, bit it's really hard to explain. Yeah, no, it, it is there. I was a little bit perturbed by the I guess the the distance shooting. But mm-hmm. I think in the beginning it was because there's no like good medium range that I've found. It's either well, iron sights or it's like a, a, a pretty d- distant uh, scope. I, I did get an assault rifle that had an ACOG on it. 
So they're 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 okay. out there. There's there's medium range weapons for sure, and I think that that scar that you got, your purple scar, that that was that is again. that's your that's your medium range because I got the sniper rifle, the purple, which you saw me take that guy out running up the hill. Right. I mean, they definitely improved that from the first time I played. The sniper rifles had very bad bullet drop and the bullet speed. Like you could literally see the bullet traveling out. Uh, okay. So your whole leading the shot was like twice as bad as it normally is. Right, right. But they've they've upped that stuff and fixed it. So the weapons are feeling better and better each week. Gotcha. But again, I think this is uh, for me the type of play and stuff. I think it is more of a uh, something I'd have to play with you guys. What do you think of? Um, we didn't get too deep into it, but what do you think about the whole building? Like the you know. In the single player and in the campaign, the building is obviously first and foremost, like it's part of the game. But in the Battle Royale, they just kind of give you that little extra option to be able to build stuff. What did you think? I liked it when we were in the cave. It it really took over there in the cave, right? It It did. Yeah. Um, There's, again, still that learning curve. Like, you're like, dude, why didn't you put windows in? I'm like, huh? (laughs) I see your nice walls there with windows. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I think they need to build in uh, the, the peek over. When there is a window in a wall, I got you. Okay, so like, there was a point where I wanted to duck down so I could be quiet, but mm-hmm. then I wanted to peek over, and the window was too high where I was just looking at the sill, and I couldn't shoot past the sill. Okay, well, so I was destroying my own wall. I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to get into that level of tactical because you got to remember, like I said, all the stuff in the game is destroyable. Right. So. It's not like the wall provides you a lot of cover. I mean, if, if <laughs> remember on our death cam when we watched that guy take the RPG round? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can hide and peek over something, but they really can just throw a grenade or shoot a rocket and blow the wall out. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think they're meaning for the the gameplay and the time, the timing and the time to kill to be a little faster pace. Okay. Uh, myself, I played Cuphead, as I said. Uh, I'm enjoying the crap out of it. I'm doing a lot of um, map search, too. So I've like found a bunch of things, like secrets and stuff, too. Uh, and I'm doing all the, like, the little characters that you run into. I'm trying to do those little side missions as well. So I'm, I'm kind of playing it as a whole, hoping to get m- the majority of things completed uh, on, the one- on the playthrough. Because, as Doom was kind of saying, is this something that has a lot of playability or replayability? And I mean, I'm, I want to say to him, it's, it's 20 bucks. Well, I was going to say, are you getting that feeling like this is really one of the better $20 I've ever spent? Like, it's it's pretty damn good. I, and I don't think there is replayability. I mean, some people want to perfect stuff. But for me, there's not replayability because it's just so damn hard. I'm not going to go back and play it. Well, the thing I've, I've been watching and uh, there's some things that I had no idea about that I'm just starting to figure out now. So let me get a little bit further into it and see how much I can uh, take from what I've seen. And see if that makes it any easier, and then I'll share with you guys, and you can tell me if that's going to make you want to go back or not. Okay. Okay. All right, I also played uh, Forza Horizons 3, and I am having such a hard time finding these last eight stupid roads. <laughs> like, I can only zoom in so far, and it looks like I have all the damn roads completed, and I'll find, like, a little tiny sliver of gray on one. I'm like, What? I have to go over and do it, but I'm I'm trying to get that achievement done. Uh, I've been hitting a few where I just I had to. There was an achievement like that's the thing. I've been an achievement whore in the uh, the game now. 
So I have my achievement list sitting up while I'm playing the game, just seeing like what I have to do next. Did uh, you get all the barn finds? Not yet. No, I think I have to keep playing. Uh, there's a few other things that I have to do. I'm trying to get enough uh, fans right now. So I am doing like races and stuff, just trying to get all them completed. Save some of it for your 1X. Yeah, yeah true. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've got a lot to do yet because I've okay. upgraded um, three out of the four uh, home, uh, what are they called, the festival locations? Yes. Up to level five, which is the max level. And the city one, all, the surf city or whatever, all the way on the right-hand side is the last one that's at a level four right now. I just have to upgrade that to level five. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to have that done before November 11th, so. Okay. i got time. Uh, and the last thing I played was some Costume Quest 2. Still enjoying that game, man. It's a lot. There's a lot more to it than I thought. I mean, I looked, and I already have three and a half hours into it, if not a little bit more. I thought it was a little okay. bit more. Um, and it's just, there's, I mean, I'm finding more and more boards, and it's just, it's a lot bigger of a game. And I'm happy about that because uh, there's a lot more just like I said. I, I'd like to stuff. check it out. I don't think I have any more bandwidth. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, Sony News. Uh, GT Sport Beta uh, or out with uh, release on the 17th. Um, so they added the photo mode. And, uh, you know, thus far it's pretty impressive looking visually. Uh, did you yeah, see any I, gameplay? I saw or? some. Uh, I didn't see any gameplay, but I saw stills. Uh, of the photo mode, and I've seen stills of the the garage and the car selection. And uh, let me let me take that. But I did see some visuals or um, video. I mm-hmm. think I saw it like last last week. I think I sent you some links on stuff. It it looks really good. I mean, PlayStation Four Pro obviously is a very capable machine. And, right. Uh, yeah, I watched know, this... uh, Spam play a, a bunch of it because he. Uh, this is like he said one of his favorites. I mean, he goes on and on saying how much he loves uh, Forza Horizons. Yeah. And just the playability of like regular Forza, like seven and stuff like that, because of. He, he calls it like the arcade racer. Okay. Um, like we were kind of saying last week, but um, he's saying the, uh, the GT isn't exactly at the um, simulator point of. Um, oh crap, what's the other one? Project like cars, it's it's not, not the threshold cars. like uh, Project Cars too. Right. Yes. Yeah. He says it's not the simulator. It's not the extreme simulator of Project Cars, but it's definitely between Project Cars and Forza, and he's he's loving it. I mean, what I saw visually, it looks fantastic. Um, the thing that I didn't like about it is they have uh, concept cars in it. Okay. Uh, they added cockpit view. As they kind of had in six, but I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with six because wasn't that the one where they kind of had very generic, just flat uh, interiors? They didn't model the interiors of the car. It might have been six, but I know there was a GT that I think had an in-car view that was literally like just a steering wheel and black. Like was that six it, or five? It, it was very laughable, whatever it was compared right. to obviously what Forza does. So. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, the new thing. They did model a bunch of the cars for this one. Um, but like I said, they have concept cars, so they don't even give you like a cockpit view on those. It's kind of like a GoPro would be suction cup to your roof right above the driver's seat. Uh, oh, man, there's just so many like short little shortcomings, especially for, I mean, I can understand on a concept car, but it's like, if that's going to be the case and it has to change, yeah, then don't include it. Yeah, know, yeah, just... exactly. Just leave it out. Like, don't don't make it different than the other cars that people have the, you know, yeah, availability I to. Know. I used to love Gran Turismo. I actually had a PS2 
I don't remember know if you remember back in my the old days mm. when I lived in the basement at my parents' house. I mean, I loved Gran Turismo. Um, I'd really like to play this one too on a PS4, but it's just not in the cards. I don't. The have thing that I like about it most, I think, mm-hmm. is the tire wear, fuel uh, consumption. Um, those types of things you have to keep in mind as you're racing, especially because there are endurance races and uh, some of the longer endurance races, you do have to, you know, strategically plan your pitting. Yep. Yep. And that gets, that comes in, you know, kind of, uh, you know, when you're racing, you're like, crap, I just had a bad lap, but I need new tires. Do I try to make up on this next lap or do I pit and get new tires and hope that that whole time, even though I had a bad lap, isn't going to affect my total time, but nice. Yeah. All right, Microsoft News, Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda, Andromeda, and Dead Space 3 coming to EA Access. All right, so it says soon, as no date was given. It just said uh, between October and December. Yeah, there was an article from, like, to go to the EA Hub or EA Access website, and it said, you know, here's a list of things coming to uh, EA Access from October through December, and it it showed these two games, and... um. Now, is it going to be free-to-play EA Access or discounted EA Access Vault? Uh, no, the, the free-to-play as part of the vault. Okay. So the, the yearly fee that we pay, we're going to have full access gotcha, to these. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. There was, um, like I said, it was Need for Speed and one or two other big EA games coming out, but it like gives you early access. Oh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, it gives you like early access to play those because you're an EA Access member. But the two things that jumped out, obviously, the things that I'm most interested in is you getting to play Andromeda finally and Dead Space 3. Yeah, because I'm excited about, uh, like you said, the Mass Effect as well. I mean, I watched some gameplay of it. I heard, you know, we we talked about the bad press that it got and stuff. None, none of us played it. Um, but I'm interested in seeing it because I know the, uh, the storyline is supposed to be good. Yeah, so I have one two and three mm-hmm. I, I bought them like way long time ago like used in a store i think i got all three for like 15 bucks uh i never finished them and i heard you know the trilogy is great and i heard each one got better as you you know went through one two and three and right. the, the ending of three was you know they they actually had like two endings a lot of people were upset so they added another ending uh i think none of that stuff like really matters i think we can literally play andromeda and like have all new experience right so i'm kind of excited for that too because i think it's going to give us a little taste of what is to come with anthem because okay. anthem anthem's being done by bioware if i'm not mistaken okay uh so i think over the shoulder third person combat type of stuff like that and it looked really good visually the graphics look good in it on andromeda andromeda right so uh, yeah, I there think, were some slip-ups that they said. Uh, you know, I think Space some... Flans picked it up. He might actually have it. Or did he, or did he play the demo? I thought he bought the whole thing because he was hoping for a long gameplay, but he hasn't played a whole lot of it. Yeah. Uh, did you play Dead Space? I didn't. I think I have one or two of them okay. as part of Games with Gold. Yeah, there I was one they're... that uh, released for Games with the Gold kind of semi-recently, maybe four or five, six months ago. And I heard... <clears throat> Excuse me. I heard they're really freaky. So oh yeah, they are. And the Mike, the thing that sucks about that game is mm-hmm. ammo consumption. Okay, really, maybe really, really, it's it, that's a really good game. Maybe I'll check. Maybe I'll try to back burner my Life is Strange gameplay and maybe some of my Cuphead gameplay, and maybe I'll try and play some Dead Space 
and that'd be a alien. Good game for Halloween. I was gonna say for the month of October, maybe I'll play some Dead Space and some Alien. Um, what is it? Alien Isolation. I have the Alien game also. Okay. Which I heard was really good. Yeah. All right, uh, Nintendo news. Uh, Mario Odyssey a review from Edge Magazine leaks early. It does. Cover your ears, listeners, if you don't want to hear or <laughs> skip ahead maybe 30 seconds. All right, so it's been claimed as a 10, of yes. course. Yeah. I mean, people love their Mario. Um, are you thinking all of the, uh, the new Nintendo games being released this year, the AAA games from Nintendo, are going to be Game of the Year titles or what? <sighs> Seems like it, right? <laughs> um, they all get good reviews, and I mean, you know, Nintendo doesn't make a bad game typically when it, with the triple A's. Well, I mean, we've screamed from the rooftops. I've even said it, and I'm not a big Nintendo fanboy. Their IPs are like home runs. Right. I mean, their I, I mean, Mario and Zelda and you know, uh, uh, Metroid Luigi, or not the Luigi, yeah, the Yoshi's and yeah, the Metroid, Yoshi, Metroid, all those. Kirby's, I mean, right. Mario Karts, you know, you can go on and on and on. Uh, but you know what's impressive about it is it's going to be back-to-back games that have the scale. I don't, I don't know if Mario Odyssey is an open world, but it, it's a really big game from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure so it is. They have back-to-back games that are probably well over 100 hours worth of gameplay. And these things are scoring... You know, huge off, off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm getting the itch to buy a switch. <laughs> All right, nice. Um, but I, I don't think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and round out the uh, the movie room, the game room. Okay. Um, I I don't think I'm gonna pull the trigger on it. Uh, if anything, I might pull the trigger and buy Zelda on the Wii U. But uh, that's that's, yeah, that's a big a if. Game. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'd I was almost gonna wait. say I. I don't have the bandwidth to real. I mean, that'd be like me trying to play Witcher three again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it just, I, I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Multi-platform news: Star Wars Battlefront two, uh, the game of all games for microtransactions, from what I'm hearing. Nice. That's sure. Pay to win. Yeah. Big time. So this is this is the creme de la creme of. Uh... So their big thing is is uh, I guess the loot crates. I mean, it seems like everybody's kind of going this direction now. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of who does it. I, I guess it's a matter of who does it correctly. Is that right. the right way to say it? But that's the thing. It's like this one with Battlefront 2, you can use real world money now to buy these loot crates. Yeah, so I guess, you know, I guess the characters and the classes, you you have to grind away, get the in-game currency, in-game loot, you get the loot crates, you know, you kind of, you know, like Battlefield, you mm-hmm. get, you get, better weapons you can buy better weapons with your you know your war bonds and stuff like that well battlefront 2 has all this they have them in these crates that you get but i guess it's come out that you can buy these crystalline or crystal packages and the crystal packages can be bought with real world money so you basically if you got the money you can buy all the loot crates you want i got a question yeah uh, I've been watching um, a bunch of, uh, even myself, on now uh, playing the Madden and, and all. Uh, yeah, that's another one I played this week. This past week was some Madden. Um, they have these new card packs 
uh, with yep. FIFA and Madden and um, the booster packs. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, is this going to kind of be along those lines? I mean, because pretty much in these loot crates, you don't know what you're getting. Um, you so I mean, don't, are you going to be spending but... money and then be disappointed? Well, I mean that that teeters on the the line of gambling, but I think basically if you have the money invested it provides you the quicker opportunity to get better gear regardless right so that definitely fits the formula of pay to win because you you could have somebody who's obviously well off or you know whether it's an adult or a child whatever be they buy the 60 dollars game and say they you know they quickly buy Two of the ninety-nine dollar crystal packages. You know, they drop another two hundred dollars on a on a freaking game, right? And they it gives them, you know, say it gives them two hundred, four hundred loot crates. They're obviously going to get something out of that, and I'm sure there's an algorithm or something written in the code that says if the person obviously used currency from the real world to buy crystals, that they have to give them a higher rate of return. Um. Yeah, it's just unfortunate because that person's going to be able to, you know, within two hours of starting the game and owning the game, they're going to be online with their character classes and the weapon upgrades and all that stuff. And they're just going to be destroying people like you and I that have all the basic gear. Right. Um, This is the one that obviously turns me off and reinforces uh, I, I will not buy this game. I'll wait for EA access on this. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking there with that, too. I mean, I was kind of turned off after the first one, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I've heard this one's better in every way. I've heard it. They made this way tons and tons of improvements in the space battles. I mean, the 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 fighting up in space and the ships. I mean, that alone would make me want to buy the game. But the fact that people, but again, if you can completely upgrade your ship to where you have a you know ten time advantage over anybody else, well, say what it, what if it's an instance of like. You don't even have that ship unless you, like, get the loot crate or... Now, I'm wondering if... It, unlock it and somebody can pay to get that right out of the gate. Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. If maybe maybe they... You know, maybe this will work out in the fact that, you know, these people that pay to win, I mean, once they get all that stuff, they're putting in a higher tier of um, ranking and they can't play with the people who are noobs like ourselves and we never just get paired with them. Yeah, I don't, I, I guess that depends on the matchmaking. I don't know where that stands, but... There's a, there's a lot of people. I think it would have to be that way to make it kind of feel fair to make people not, you know, outraged and be like us where we're kind of hesitant to buy now. But what if it's not? Then that's the perfect reason why people get outraged. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, be your thoughts on your, uh, your finishing up your bottle. Yeah, I still stand by it. It's, uh, it's really good stout. Okay. Uh, still same pairing. Yeah, it's, it definitely needs a meat. I'm, I'm not venturing into the, uh, Type the smoke stuff or anything like that, but yeah, just give me a good old steak. Okay, uh, this pale ale, it's good. Um, it has that pale ale flavor. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's a favorite of mine. It kind of just tastes like a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably yeah. I I'd probably get it again. I probably wouldn't look to get it because I've had others that I like better for the pale ales. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's a, it's a good you know just regular old pale ale beer if you wanted to get it. So. Yeah, if you like pale ales, you like to be, you know, the regular old Joe pale ale, this is the beer for you. Hey, I got a homework assignment for you and your wife. Okay. Dragon's Milk. I'll, I'll should, look for it. It should be 
had at your Game of Game of Thrones, uh, the series finale, like when you guys do your little dinner and stuff like that. Right, right. Make sure you drink dragon's milk. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll keep an eye out for it then. All right. All right, let's get one more beer and we'll be back with the Brown Breeze. For more from the Loda Couch, check us out on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you like me and would like to follow me on Twitter, at Pigeon Pegleg, and also on Twitch, Pigeon Pegleg. Pigeon Pegleg. Hey, this is Scott Hound. If you want to hear more from me, you can check me out on Twitter at ScottHound underscore LC or on Twitch at ScottHound. All right, we're back at the Brown Breeze section of the show. Cook, what are you drinking? H2O. Mm. All right, and I'm back on the Pale Ale. Uh, like I said, the variety pack. Um, I've only got the orange and the Pale Ales left, so might as well save the oranges for last. All right, it uh, looks like we're going to have a quick section here. We don't have any diarrhea of the mouth, sorry to say, um, but we're going to kind of hold off for Pigeon because we know how much he gets a kick out of that. So let's just get into our questions from listener. Our listener is, or this question comes from, at TLC Listener. Yes. All right. Uh, so it says, I noticed you guys have been playing games, but you've been playing games separate and not MP shooters. Uh, what's up with that? Hmm. I don't know. I'll take it first. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think I said in a text to you guys, or I might have said it last week's show, I'm actually really digging the, the single player and some of the narrative-driven stuff. I also really was into the you know, choose your own adventure, I guess you would say. I was really big on Oxen Free and Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the sh- specifically the first person shooters. Maybe it's just like a, a sock. It's worn out. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to go back to it. I definitely will. But I just feel like my backlog is so much stuff other than the first person shooters. Um, and I do have Destiny 2, which you bought me for my birthday, but that one I'm kind of holding out, you know, until you guys get it around holiday, and I'm still super holding out that it gets, like, some sort of 4K HDR upgrade for the One X. Right, right. Now, I'm going to um, just kind of, you had mentioned about uh, me not playing Shadow of Mordor. I'm going to say I've been trying to really push and get some of the games that I've been playing that I'm pretty far through already mm-hmm. done and wrapped. That's like I want to yeah. get Forza Horizons done and wrapped. That way, when a new one comes out, I'm ready for the fresh start. Um, the uh, costume quest, I'm just trying to do that during the Halloween season because it kind of has that Halloween feel. But again, I was, you know, that three and a half, four hour time frame into it. I'm like, let me just finish it. It's a it's a pretty simple, easy game to play. I just wanted to get into it. Um, so I'm thinking I'll probably get into Shadow of Mordor then for the end of the year until the holiday hits and I get some more games again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with regards to not playing multiplayer shooters, uh, or at least just be playing multiplayer with you, I mean, we played Fortnite. Uh, br um which i guess kind of hits on that multiplayer shooter uh but again when I yeah, went, uh, we went uh, right back to playing like or i went back to playing madden and the um costume quest and you know the individuals again and again i think it's just dude, maybe it's our backlog or maybe it's just the time of the year after like the summer we're kind of getting back into school and you know the work, regular work schedule and everything it's kind of just the the settling in I think yeah, we well, like strutting. I said too, it's something a little different than the mindlessness of like just shooting. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's just that and combo, like you said, it's the backlog. I have 
probably a dozen games that I'm halfway through or partially through that I feel like I just need to complete to get my money's worth. Because, I mean, we've even, like, dropped off with Overwatch, uh, Battlefield um, 1. Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't gone back to uh, the Division in a while, even though we were talking about that a bunch. Uh, and, and, again, maybe it's just the time of year. I mean, I know we always seem to hit our um, shooter stride come beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. you know early spring uh late winter um mm-hmm. it seems like we always hit our stride with uh, playing those again so yeah i'm not sure but yeah that's 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 my best explanation so all right uh thanks for the question at tlc listener uh that's it for the show uh i want to thank everybody for listening um calc i'd imagine has the same to say uh if yes, you get a yes. chance uh send us a uh a comment question anything you want you can reach us at www.theloadedcouch.com uh, you can hit us up on at the loaded couch on twitter uh, yes please use twitter if yes, you have a question or you want to know some some of the dirt on one of us just you know question especially, out of left field whatever you guys want hit us up on twitter especially pigeons that broke back uh, story he can kind of give you the whole thing he can send you pictures he'll be happy to show off his uh, rear the you know some what do you call that hardware he likes <laughs> his he was hanging <laughs> curtains the other day yeah exactly no i was gonna say you know how they like the um, guys go crazy for under boob he'll show you top of butt or uh, top of crack if you want <laughs> oh, um, ass, some ass dimples yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> he'll he'll be more than happy to share some of those pictures yeah, with you, so. he'll show you his uh tramp stamp that's right <laughs> nice all right so yeah reach out to us let us know uh what you think of the show um and as we kind of said just to kind of reiterate uh, we are going to be moving the tv movie stuff into a separate show in the beginning of the year uh so keep an eye out for that uh, otherwise thanks so much for listening guys and we'll catch you next week later 